Welcome to the One Bottle of Wine podcast. I'm Anissa. And I'm Emily. And we're glad you're joining us for another Wine Wednesday. Cheers. So this week, we're going to be talking to you about some ghost stories. Ooh, spooky. We're going to be telling you some ghost stories that we've heard and our experiences personally and, you know, things that we've connected from all of our listeners. Some true life, some true ghost stories. But as usual, before we get into all of that, Emily, why don't you tell us a little bit more about the wine we're drinking for tonight's episode? So the wine is almost like an opposite of these ghost stories, the spooky. It's uh, Good Luck Cellars, Cabernet Sauvignon. Um, so like good luck, you know, maybe we need some good luck after we spook it up in here. (laughs) Good luck with those ghosts. (laughs) Um, this is a red wine from Northern Neck George Washington birthplace. (laughs) I don't even know what that means. I don't either, but, and the bottle's really cool. I mean, it kind of looks a little bit spooky. Like there's a little bit of like, what is this, a house? I don't even know. Like it's a house it literally on says top the, of a house. It literally says, yeah, it literally says on the label, Northern Neck, George Washington birthplace. Like I don't. Spooky. Yeah, I don't know what that means, but that's what the bottle says. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I got this wine and I have no idea where I got this from. Literally can't even remember. I'm pretty sure maybe Total Wine or like. Uh, no idea maybe it was a gift yeah if you gave it to me let me know so i can remember <laughs> but anyways let's talk about what it tastes like yeah so, so let's take another sip 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 mm. honestly bland i feel like standard like really standard cabs have like nothing too special can I be about an it? asshole for five seconds um it reminds me of like the natty lights natural lights or the bud lights or the bush lights of beer of wine you mean no like that it reminds me like of that. this is that yes. in wine to what natty and yeah, bud light because are it's a for... cab sav and if even if i compare it to like the the last cabernet sauvignon that we had from chile mm-hmm. this is very bland it's not it's like watered down almost yeah and you know if you've looked at my stories and all that stuff you guys already know i was in spain recently mm-hmm. and they have this thing where they mix emily you studied abroad in spain right mm-hmm. yeah okay so you might have had similar of an experience but they have like where they get cheap wine mm-hmm. and they mix it with lemonade or i don't know what it's called but it's like lemonade or a sprite or something and it just goes down so smoothly and you get really fucked up and i've you know done been there done that um did you do anything like that we we did it with Coke, like Coca-Cola, not cocaina. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was like a 50-50 mix of just cheap red wine, which you which is cheaper in Spain than bottled water. So you can literally get like red wine by like the box for like 50 cents, like 50 <gasps> euro cents in wow. Spain. I, didn't, um, I never paid attention. Yeah, it's it's so cheap. And you just mix it with Coca-Cola and it's called a Calimocho and we drank them a lot in spain we were also college kids at the time so we were looking for like the cheapest way to yeah to i drink. just did it because it you know it was kind of, i felt like i was hydrating well, anyway this reminds this, me of the wine that like, i was gonna say maybe this is a good wine if you want to relive your spain days that you could uh 
do you have any lemonade? Oils? Like, let's... <laughs> I have some Coke. I can bring you some Coke. I can sure. mix you, you know up a Calamocho. I would love to try what you're trying. Yeah, see, since Honestly, you didn't try it. But so if I'm being frank, I wouldn't recommend this unless you're trying to just get like a cheap buzz. Yeah, it's, I'd agree. I'd probably give it a three out of ten, to oh. be very honest, just because it's very bland. I was going to be nice and say a four, but yes, yeah, it's not my favorite. It's just... There's just nothing, sp- yeah, and yeah. I don't even remember, I'm going to be honest, we looked on Vivino because I, I told Emily, I'm like, hey, I genuinely don't remember how much I paid for this, so I wouldn't be surprised if it was very, very cheap. It doesn't, there's, there's not even a price on Vivino, exactly. so like, I don't, I don't actually know how much this wine would be. Either buy. way, um, you know, we'll post it if you're trying to get fucked up on some cheap wine, but yeah, if you want quality, I, you know look at our other posts (laughs) (laughs) this yeah we had to i mean we every now and then have to try a wine where it's not our favorite right like i feel like most of the wines we've been giving anywhere between like a seven to nine out of ten which are pretty high on the scale so like it was inevitable that we'd run across a wine that was going to be a little lower on that list yeah okay well uh, look i love a good ghost story i'm a big believer in like ghosts and spirits and afterlife i totally believe it exists i think that i've had a number of experiences um do you believe in ghosts yes because of the people that i've talked to and stuff but also no because i've never genuinely had had my own experience yeah it kind of sucks because sometimes i'm like whoa that would be cool but i'm gonna be very honest with you guys i don't even remember my dreams like, I remember emotions that I have felt in a dream. Like, I'll wake up and I'll be like, whoa, I just, I feel weird. I was scared or something. Yeah. yeah or I was scared or, whoo, that was, that was fun. Yeah. And have no recollection of what in the world I dreamt. I so, remember all of my dreams and it's like a curse because. Insane. I'm, but like, I feel the same thing or the same way about ghosts. Like, if I had an experience with a ghost, it was probably like, oh, that's definitely the wind. Like, I'm looking at a tent right now, and I know it's Sweetie Buns' little tent, and I'm not even kidding you, if it flipped over immediately, I'd be like, oh, you know, the fan must be on. <laughs> a window's open that was not open, but it's just somehow opened, and then now it's flipped over. I would never even come up, like, it wouldn't even cross my mind that it was a spirit or yeah. a ghost or something along those lines, so. I definitely think I'm a little more, like, looking for it, for sure, because I'm so interested in it, mm-hmm. so... I think that makes people more sensitive to it. And and definitely some of the things that I think I've experienced, you know, I'll talk to other people. They're like, oh, it could have been this. It could have been that, which I totally agree. And I'm not an irrational person. Like, I understand that some of these things are definitely could be explained away. Um, but I think some of the stories that we have tonight are hard to dispute. And we definitely saved the best for last. So it'll, I'm, I'm hoping we spook a couple of you. So I'm going to start off with it being a little bit on the lighter side. I've had some people share their stories with me and keep it really, really simple and relatable. You know, something as simple as being in a country that was landlocked or had experiences of war or conquerings or things like that, where if you go to visit hotels, they warn you about spirits. They tell you, hey, you know, be cautious, be 
mindful, be respectful of the spirits that experienced things here in the past, Mm -hmm. in the basement perhaps, or like in the actual structure of the building, or this is on some very ancient land Mm -hmm. that went through some things. So like be mindful of that. So um, I know personally that you've gone through some shit (laughs) Um, and you're like the true crime queen in my eyes, but this was some creepy things or creepy vibes that I felt when you told this story. So tell us what you personally experienced. Okay. I'll tell, I'll tell my one big one. Cause I, I have a couple other small ones, but this is the one where it kind of like solidified that I, I knew that, that what I was seeing and feeling was not normal. So, um, I was babysitting for a family and I'd babysit for them a lot. And you know, the kids would go to sleep and it would really just be an opportunity for me to just hang out, be on my phone that until the parents would come home. And I, mind you, I was like in my 20s. So it was not like young. I was out of college, just trying to make a little bit of extra money. Um, and so if you can picture it a little bit, like you walk in their front door and there's this big open living room and it's in like an L shape. And then you can, from that living room, see the dining room, which just has an open archway um and like a dining room table in there and the couch that I would typically sit on because it could I could like see the kids bedrooms and I could see everything sort of in the house um was right off of the front entrance so the kids are asleep and I'm sitting on the couch um and this family they didn't have a garage so they kept their bikes inside um in the dining room during the the colder months when they weren't using them just so the bikes wouldn't rust and they wouldn't get destroyed and they had a couple bikes leaning up against the table. And then the younger boy of the family had a tricycle. And the tricycle was sitting in front of the bikes. They had been sitting there the whole night. Um, and it was probably about 10, 10.30 at night. I'm just on my phone. I'm scrolling. And I scrolling see... social media. Uh, yeah, definitely. Or like listening to a podcast, doing whatever. And all of a sudden, out of like the corner of my eye... I see the trike move across the room and move like in the entryway archway to the dining room, like from one side to the other in a pretty quick and like creepy way where it was not just like a little small roll. Like it it definitively moved from one side to the other. It was like, hey, this little kid is going on a ride. Right, right. So... I look over and I'm, I'm in my head. I'm circling through all of the things that could have possibly happened. I'm like one of the other bikes shifted and moved it or so, you know, something crazy happened and it moved it. But everything else looked exactly the same except for the trike had moved from one side to the other. And in my head, I'm just like, I don't know what to do. The parents aren't going to be home for a while. I'm terrified. And so I called Daniel and I made him stay on the phone with me for like an hour and a half until the parents got home to keep the spirits away no just to like you know if something like came out of nowhere and attacked me that somebody would hear it (laughs) (laughs) he probably was like you're a psychopath he definitely didn't believe me 100% didn't believe me he even says to this day he didn't believe me Um, but what solidified it for him and then what also solidified it for me was when the parents came home I I was close to them. I, I'd been friends with them for a long time. Like our families were friends and stuff. And so when, to the mom of the family, I was like, look, I know this is going to sound really crazy, but I saw that trike move from one side of the dining room to the other. Like, I don't know what did it. I don't know what it was. I feel like I'm a crazy person even telling you this right now. 
And her response was not to be like, oh, no, that's like, it must have been something else. Her response was, oh, yeah, like our nanny refuses to stay the night here because she hears footsteps and because toys turn on by themselves. And a lot of other, she's convinced that the house is also haunted. So that just confirmed that like what I saw was what I saw. And this nanny had also experienced the same thing. Clearly, the parents did not care. They were like, whatever. They seem to be friendly. Like, they've never done anything harmful, so we're we're yeah, all good. Not an exorcism. Like, we're talking about, like, friendly ghosts. Right. Like, ones that just love this house and wanted to stay. Yeah, just, like, wanted to play on the trike. Um, so, yeah, I never babysat for them again because I was too scared. Terrified. Uh, their kids are also older now, so they don't need babysitting anymore. But, yeah, that was my, like, biggest one where... I knew I was not expecting to experience anything that night and I wasn't going into a place that I knew was haunted or anything like that. I wasn't like looking out for it, but I just knew something felt off and something was like different. So that's my biggest um, story. I know you don't have one, but I know, you know, our girl Maggie, who who we all know has one. And Anissa, why don't you tell us? Okay, so we love Maggie, and sometimes she tells some funny stories. She does. And this one was kind of creepy, and when she told it, I was like, whoa, I can totally see that and picture that and envision that. So she is from a town like 20 minutes away from downtown Charlottesville. Mm Mm-hmm can't really tell you the name. I don't Earliesville. Remember. Yeah, there you go. I was like, I have no, I don't remember. <laughs> um, and it's, you know, the suburbs. Yeah. Uh, her, I remember like when you and I drove down there, we had to like cross a little bridge. There's a, a one-way street. There's a one-way, like it was creepy, right? Yeah. So, you know, secluded to the side on its own. And when we graduated college, so we're all different years apart. So Emily's two years older than me, Maggie's one year older than me, so they both graduated before I did. But while I was still in college, it was my senior year, I would I would go visit Maggie sometimes um, and hang out with her in Charlottesville and, you know, weekends and things like that. So I met her grandmother, and her grandmother lived, you know, in the la- latter years of her life, she lived with her mom, Maggie's mom, and Maggie and the kids and whoever was there. And she, Maggie has is the eldest of five. So she has younger siblings who didn't really, you know, they were in college during this time um, or in high school and, you know, lived elsewhere and so on and so forth. So basically in this house, it was a fairly large house in the middle of the woods, if you will. Dark. Like when it's dark, it's dark. There's no streetlights. We're not talking about like connected to a main road. No, Mm -hmm. you had to like drive a good five to ten minutes off the main road to get to their house, which kind of reminds me of like my life in Bosnia, if you think about it, because you don't have like streetlights that are shining through, you know, access wise and things like that. But her grandmother lived there and was her last living grandparent, her mom's mom. And Maggie was working her first year out of college and her grandmother passed away. And it was shortly after her grandfather passed away. It was like, you know, and she told us that like, I found this creepy and I I remember her mentioning it a long time ago and I was just like, well, that's a little weird, but you're, you're also weird. So like, are you seeing things? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And she talked about it a little bit more in depth recently and basically explained that after her, her grandmother passed away, she came home early a couple of times and it was dark out. So she'd get home from work and her mom wasn't home yet. 
And as she would pull into the driveway, she would see the light turn on, like because there's no outdoor light, the light in her grandmother's room where her grandmother stayed and spent the last years of her life in, it would turn on kind of as like a guiding light for her when she got home because there was no outdoor light you know how people have like motion sensor lights that turn on when you pull up in the driveway this turned on numerous times and I think the second like the first time Maggie just like brushed it off and was like yeah okay like coincidence and then the second time it happened she like called her mom and was like hey like are you home and her mom was like no I'm at work like I won't be home for another hour what do you want and Maggie was like hey so Grandma's room light just turned on, so what's that about? And her mom literally responded with like, oh, so you've seen it too. Creepy. Yeah. Well, in fairness, like, I'm sure Maggie was probably like, oh, is there a robber in the house? Like, is there someone in the house, right? right? Right. Like, so reasonably scared, but then upon realizing no one's in the house, it's like, oh, it's more of like a sweet thing. Like, Like someone's looking out for you. Yeah, the light... Yeah. At the, like to guide the road yeah. so you can see, so you can park so you're safe. Yeah. And also, hey, by the way, I'm still here. Yeah. So a, a little creepy when you first think about it, but also kind of cool. Yeah. It's like sweet to know that yeah. someone that you, that your loved one is like looking out for you. And I mean, she mentioned that she'd only seen it like two times, maybe three, but she didn't live in the house much longer than that. So it wouldn't have been, you know, something that she would have noticed. Yeah. But that was like it definitely like put chills in her body yeah no it makes total sense Mm -hmm. okay so i also have a couple that um my husband daniel daniel for those who already know um told me about his freshman year college dorm so he lived the dorm he lived in was like older and at the time they've they've since of course completely renovated it now it's brand new at the time it was much older and where we went to college in fredericksburg which is the same place where anisa and maggie also went to college is an old battleground it's where the battle of fredericksburg took place so like a lot of the places around fredericksburg are you know rumored to be like kind of haunted um anyway so his freshman dorm he lived with a roommate and at the time his roommate was kind of like bouncing back and forth between his room and his girlfriend's room and so like at the period of time that this happened he was spending a lot of time with his girlfriend and so what daniel remembers is that he woke up one night he saw someone sitting in the chair and like if you think about the way the dorms were set up I'm sure yours were the same, where it's, like, two beds, two desks, and, like, mm-hmm. a closet, or two little closets. I feel like only present-day dorms aren't set up that way. I know. Well, I'm just, for reference, right? It's a small room. There's two twin-size beds. There's two two desks and, like, a chair for each desk. Um, so when I say that, like, Daniel was asleep and he woke up, he, like, woke up, he saw someone, he saw who he thought was his roommate sitting in the chair watching the TV and the Olympics were on at the time, um, watching the Olympics, like, he, he was like, what are you doing up, man? Like, whatever. And he just kind of rolled back over and went back to sleep. And he, the next morning, his roommate wasn't there, and so he was just like, oh, I must have gotten up early, or, or whatever. And so he eventually runs into his roommate later that day. He was like, hey, why were you watching the Olympics at, like, 3 a.m. last night? Like, I, I saw you sitting in the chair, like, watching the Olympics. He was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I wasn't in our room last night. And so Daniel was like, did I, you know, did I dream it? Like, 
I swear I woke up and saw somebody sitting in the chair. He didn't put a face to a name because it was dark and he just assumed if there's going to be anyone in his room, it's going to be his roommate. Um, But like that definitely freaked him out. The other one was he swore he had a dream or he, he at some point somebody, one of his other friends had come in. This is a completely separate occasion. Um, In the same dorm? Same dorm, same room, everything. So one of his other friends that was in his room a lot, he like came in late, like either late at night or early in the morning and he asked to borrow Daniel's jacket and Daniel was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Took the jacket and left. That's like what Daniel remembers. Again, kind of in the ins and outs of sleep and the next morning Daniel was looking all over for his jacket. He's like, okay, well, I guess I, I forgot that his friend had taken his jacket and the next the next morning when he ran into the friend, he's like, hey, guy, hey, can I have my jacket back? And the, and the friend was like, I don't have your jacket. I don't know what you're talking what about. What are you talking about? Yeah. And Daniel looked everywhere for the jacket. Everywhere. Couldn't find it. Come to find out a couple of days later, his friend was like, yeah, I found your jacket in my room. So, like, how that happened, whether the friend was, like, sleepwalking or some weird that sounds like a sleepwalking situation but the friend lived like two floors down he would have had to walk up several flights of stairs why would he have to like why would he pick daniel's like what was right like he would have had to walk up several flights of stairs to get the jacket it's just very neither of them have full recollection of yeah neither of them i mean remember like obviously the friend is like i must have grabbed the jacket at some point but i don't know anyway so creepy very creepy. Yeah. So if you're staying at the no, I'm just at kidding. Mason Hall, let me not spoil it for those people. And maybe some people that are listening might be like, "Yeah, same type of scenario. Yeah, happened here. Like, what the hell?" I heard some weird noises in that dorm. I was in that dorm a lot because my ex boyfriend from college also lived there. And I remember one time hearing like the scream that could not have come from a human being. It was just like the weirdest sounding scream screech i had ever heard and i like looked out the hall there was nobody in the hall like there was nothing going on there was nobody there and it was just really like creepy. the weirdest sound i've ever heard anyway um i know we had a couple of submissions from other people so uh why don't you tell us about the one from jimmy yes okay so we crowdsourced obviously and you know we got a couple of good responses but we wanted to make them very very realistic for you guys so i'm gonna go ahead and channel my inner jammy for these next two ones that i'm gonna read he submitted two separate ones because he's a he's Um, a goat he is a goat but also i when i was like looking at it I was like I it's too much to read so Emily was like you know what why don't you just blind react to this and read it live for everyone and let's hear what you really think about it so I'm just gonna be like for the next couple of sentences or like minutes that I'm speaking just picture me as Jamie okay yeah I mean oh hey Jamie what's up he's an OG so (laughs) yeah basically the same thing okay so Jamie I used to be into ghost hunting when I was in high school. We used to hit local haunted spots because VA has a ton. There was one spot where a couple committed suicide. It was rumored that you could still see the woman's cell phone light if you visit the area. We walked through dark ass woods for like 30 minutes and saw nothing. Every little, every little blade of grass and stick sounded like movement. 
probably animals. But anyway, as we made our way back, there was light off the path of, to the left of us and a gazebo. Gazebo. Yeah. Where in Virginia would you see? Oh, like, you know, someone's neighborhood? They're like in the woods somewhere. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Very, okay, weird. Um, we thought someone was up there and started walking toward it, only to realize there was nobody there and no reason for the light. It followed us as we walked further down the path until we took off running. We hit 105 <laughs> miles down Route 7. Um, okay. That one's creepy, for sure. A little bit, but also, like... Well, imagine, like, not Multiple see- people? Yeah. See the same thing. Yeah. And imagine, That's like, what's creepy to me. Imagine not seeing anybody and then just, like, seeing a light following you. And this is places, like, rumored to have right. a cell phone light being able to be seen. Like, that's freaky. Yeah. But and, and the first thing that crossed my mind was multiple people. Yeah. Multiple seeing the people. same exact thing. Yeah. Okay, Jamie, I'm believing you, but why the <laughs> fuck is my man ghost hunting? <laughs> I'm with him. I would have gone ghost hunting if <sighs> if I could get people to go with me, but... <laughs> no, 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 no. I would have gone and been like, ain't nobody, I'm not, I ain't scared of nothing. I got this. Okay. <clears throat> the next one's a little bit longer, so be patient with me, everybody. Okay. He literally prefaces it with this next one. <laughs> okay, so I'm just going to channel my inner, inner Jamie one more time. <clears throat> This next one is the one that made me believe and has me fucked up till this day. One day after school, me and the homies would go to our boy's house to kick it per usual. This happened to be when we discovered weed. So we didn't play video games. Instead, we snuck into the basement crawl space so everyone could smoke. Duh. Like, yeah, crawl space. Of course. Perfect place. Yeah. yeah. Dumb idea looking back, LOL. <laughs> So he's on the same vibe we're on. Okay. The crawl space was dope because there was enough space to sit in lawn chairs comfortably. And we decorated it with all all these wrap and stoner blue light posters. The crawl space entrance was just an open hole in the wall. We kept the door to the room where the crawl space was closed so we would know to hide the drugs if the door opened. Okay. So this part, when I read it, it was like a little bit confusing. So there was like... The, the crawl space was just an open hole that you could go in. Right. But the room where you could access the crawl space had a door that they kept closed so that they would know if someone was coming in or out so they would know to, like, hide stuff. So the anyway, weed and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. Anyway, keep going. Or anyone else. Yeah. Okay, got it, got it. That makes sense. Uh, we had a bird's-eye view of the door through the hole of the crawl space. My friend's older sister always told us about the ghosts in the house would tell us their names and shit, but she was a hardcore druggie, so we thought she was just high. <laughs> just like they were, I probably, you know. <laughs> One day, we were all up there chilling when the door opened and we hid all the weed and just played it cool. When we looked out, nobody was there. The door just randomly opened. We think it's his sister fucking with us, so we start saying, hello, it's silent, and there was no answer. Then the lights in the room turned off and the door closed. We all gather by the entrance slash the exit of the crawl space to see what is going on and call out her name, but nothing. Then, just just as we were about to sit up and smoke again, the door slams open and swings back the opposite direction of the hinges. Like it's not fucking possible for the door to swing that way. 
That shit swung all the way through and then slammed back shut. We paused to see if it was over, then looked at each other before screaming and running the fuck out of there. (laughs) Got upstairs and nobody was home. We all discussed it, five of us. If we all saw what we thought we saw. Confirmed. Never saw any ghost per se, but felt one. And I'm still shook. (laughs) LOL. Yeah, that one is... Uh, I feel the hairs on my body standing up. Not gonna lie. Yeah. I, like... But I'm, also, like, how high were you guys? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a factor we definitely need to consider, I guess, when reading this, too. But a door, I mean, you know, you think about hinges on a door, like, it goes one way. That's it. You know, it opens one way, and then it closes. But, like... I think what gets me more than anything is like they that somebody else prior to them being high and shit was talking about yeah. these ghosts. Like the sister yeah. wasn't even home, but she had warned them and told them about her experiences it, it or it, her her experiences with it, drugs or not. Yeah. Someone else like they didn't just put it in your head. Like yeah. they woke them up, if you will. Yeah, the, those one. were those were good though. Um, shout out to Jamie again for. Thank you. I hope I did your voice justice, my friend. <laughs> um, it would have been very funny to have him on here telling the stories though, like by himself. I bet that would have been. No, I think I did hilarious. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> um, okay. So this one that we're gonna close it out with is deep. Yeah. And um, I think there's no better person to tell a deep ghost story than your bitch ass. Oh, I so, got you. I got you, girl. Close it out. Okay, so this one is from my friend Alexis. Um, So shout out to Alexis. This one, I was like there for the aftermath of this one. So this one is something I remember like to this day in detail. Like Daniel even remembers me telling it. Like other people remember this because it was like a very momentous thing when it happened. I luckily was not involved in any of it, like of the actual happenings. Um, But I was there in the aftermath so it was it was incredible anyway so um i will also channel my inner alexis and tell this from her point of view um because she wrote this to us and she's a fantastic writer so she's it's a joy to read her her writing okay so i'm alexis now so i was living in dupont circle in washington dc uh in a very old row house in the basement apartment which oddly had two floors which was very unique Um, It was a lovely apartment, albeit a bit older. We asked our upstairs landlords about the history of the apartment, because why not? And they let us know that back in the day, their unit, our our unit, was the maid's quarter. At the time, I had two roommates, three beds, two baths, which is important information, one of which was convinced that the apartment was haunted. She was adamant that things would move in the night there were scratching noises on the leather couch in her room. My logical excuse was animals, which while mouses and rats weren't exactly ideal, it made sense given the plethora of rodents in the area. One night, she was trying to convince our other roommate about the alleged hauntings, which I laughed off. However, almost immediately, both showers in our apartment turned on. They were both a little freaked out. However, despite the odd timing, I blamed the old pipes. It was an old apartment. Fast forward, I had a couple friends in town for a weekend. 
The first night of them staying over, they both crashed on our large sectional couch in the living room. When I woke them up for coffee and breakfast the next morning, one of them didn't look well. When I asked her what was wrong, she simply replied, this apartment is haunted. Mind you, she had not spoken to either of the other roommates about her beliefs prior to this. I asked her what happened, and she told me she woke up at 3 a.m., the witching hour, the supposed witching hour, and there were two young girls in clothes of an era gone by in, in front of the TV. She said they looked preteenish. And one note that uh, she wanted, Alexis wanted me to add on the side note, um, is that her friend wanted to make a small edit to say that they were actually sitting originally. The two girls were sitting at the coffee table and having a tea party, and then they stood up. Um, so once, I'll go back to the story. So once one of them noticed that her, that she was awake, her friend was awake, motioned to the other to notice. One began to reach for her blanket, and she said she immediately rolled over and hid it under it and did not sleep the rest of the night. After she told this to us, we started to piece it together. It made sense that it was two girls, and that's how they could turn on two different showers at once on different floors. I was fully starting to believe, and it made me nervous. Our other friend in town more or less thought we were fools. She simply could not get on board with the haunting of the apartment. On the morning of her leaving, she was more or less taunting these spirits about how they weren't real, and that's when the power went out in the entire apartment. They flipped on, we flipped on fuses and nothing. We contacted our landlords that lived in the apartment upstairs and they, they still had power and didn't understand what was wrong. This is all one house, mind you. They came, tried the same thing as us with the fuse box with no luck, said it was Sunday afternoon and they tried to get an electrician out first thing in the morning. We blamed my friend for upsetting our ghosts to which she scoffed at us. Alas, it was time for my friend to leave, so she grabbed her suitcase and headed for the door to catch her Uber. As she shut the door behind her, every single light on our apartment immediately came back on. Needless to say, we had to occasionally sage our apartment after that and try keeping them at bay, which turns out actually works pretty well. Wow. Yeah. It's a doozy. Yikes. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that Alexis's friends were there for her birthday, and it was like, they stayed the night on like a Friday or Saturday night. We had brunch Sunday morning. And so when we saw them at brunch the next morning, because we all met up with her two friends that had stayed there, they were telling us the story. And like the friend that saw the girls really did not look well. Like she really was clearly traumatized by what she had seen. And yeah, it was like, that's all we could talk about the next day at her birthday brunch was like this experience that happened. But like how could you not? That's insane. Yeah. That's some shit where it's like if you don't believe in us, bitch, well now you're going to fucking believe in us. Yeah. There's no escaping that. The whole power going out thing too is just that's bizarre. Like they shared and then it turned it's on. a it was literally a row house. So it was like it, it's hard it's to like imagine cuz the basement yeah. piece actually had two I've floors. Been to the house. You probably have. I have been to the house. Yeah. It was kind of, yeah. I've been to the Alexis's yeah. house. But it was like two, it was like the upper apartment was where their landlords lived and then the basement apartment but had two floors. It, it looked like you were entering into a, of the full house. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. There were two separate entrances, but they operate on the same 
power. Of course. Yeah. So, so half the house had power. The other half was like, yeah. not you, not today. Yeah. Until the non-believer friend left. Crazy. Yeah. It was, it was really wild. Like you could just. Either way. This isn't Halloween. We're not trying to spook motherfuckers out. <laughs> but we thought it was honestly time for everybody to just hear what other people are experiencing in the world and their own personal stories. And then also, you know, our DMs are always open to hear your shit and what you guys are going through. And like, if you thought something was a ghost and maybe it wasn't, and I need to probably channel my more inner haunted ghost side and be more observant. But we'd love to continue hearing about what you guys have experienced. Oh my God, I love a good ghost story. So seriously, if you have any email us, DM us, whatever, like Text I want to hear you have yeah. info. <laughs> I want to hear it. I love those stories. So okay. Well, cheers to another wine Wednesday to all of our babes. If you're not following us on Instagram and TikTok, then you need to check yourself and join us next week for another episode and another glass. Cheers.